This episode of the F1 Girlies is recorded on Ngunnawal country. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land and to their elders past, present and emerging. This is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello. Hey, hey. I always feel like I'm in a rap song or something. (laughs) I'm Mick. I'm Geneva. And welcome to another episode of the F1 Girlies. (laughs) And this week we're talking all about Miami. Miami. Welcome to Miami. I actually don't know if they're the words. I need, no, that's the words, but oh, I beautiful. never know past that point. <laughs> I love it. Da, 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 da. I actually had never heard Welcome of that song. Welcome to Miami. Really? Yeah. A classic Will Smith number. I think I just honestly must have been living under a shell or a rock or whatever you say. <laughs> maybe just, maybe you just listened to different music at the time. Like yeah. Spice Girls. That's true. I was heavily into K-pop for many years. Still am. So, um, Miami. <laughs> Miami. Probably yeah. the most forgettable race so far. I don't want to be that controversial person, but we were both up at 5am. We, I was half asleep. You were half asleep. I, I honestly don't asleep. <laughs> I honestly don't stop. I was so bored. I I definitely fell asleep. So I kind of I I was struggling. So then I set an alarm for myself to give me twenty minutes because I was like, okay, twenty minutes, and I, I need to be awake by the end of the race, right? Even yeah. though I wasn't planning on dozing off, but then I did, and then I woke up just a little bit before my alarm went off, and I messaged you, and I was like, have I missed anything? Why is Charlotte that number? And you're like. You haven't missed anything. Miss nothing. Charlotte's <laughs> having a terrible day. <laughs> oh god. I oh, god. I actually just I don't know where to begin because I feel like it's just the same tale as old as time, right? About Red Bull. It's like we know they're really dominant, like, okay, yeah. cool, whatever. I controversial hot take believe that Red Bull gave that race to Max. But anyway. <laughs> oh, no, I think they totally did too. Cause like Checo could have won. Checo definitely could have won because was there one moment where the commentators were like, this has been a very quiet race on Checo's radio, which is, I guess, why my brain is filling that in with this controversial take Mm. that I reckon the radio, his engineers were quiet to him, not giving him the info that he needed to gain those three seconds Mm. that when they did do the undercut slash overcut that... Checo would have taken Max, like which is really interesting because Christian has said before that he's totally fine if they battle, like they're just their own driver, like they're not playing favorites. No one's like the top driver. However, it really does seem like Max is their top choice. He is the one who is in the running to be another world champion again. Yeah, and I again, this this is probably a very hot take, but after this race, I was reflecting on Rebels' dominance, just give them the trophy for the season yeah. sort of thing because it does just feel like that. Like That's Even the true. commentators were like, there's no way anyone's actually going to beat Red Bull at this stage like because they, they all need to make incredible improvements and Red Bull needs to stall, which won't happen. Yeah, they literally like, have Red Bull to is just going to improve. Complete. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's like t- if this were to become an interesting season, I think then I would become Team Checo and – therefore hope more races he will win and that he there will actually be a battle for the championship but then you watch races like Miami where Red Bull just hands Max the the race and then it's kind of like well Mm. will that even happen like is this pretty much a done deal for Max to win the championship now 
And like, I do want to say, people out there, if you have not listened to us before, we do love Max. We think he's oh, a very 100%. talented person. He's very good at his job. Very good driver. It's just like so upsetting these days how we don't see that battle, like you're saying. Yeah. And even within the team, like obviously, I know there's moments where it's like, okay, who are we choosing to go forward? Who are we choosing to back in this moment? But I, they say there isn't a top driver like a number one driver but they but really there clearly is. is yeah and yeah sorry back to what you were saying 100 percent like believe max is an exceptionally yeah. talented driver and like good on him for all of his wins i'm i don't want to take any yeah. of that away from him it's more from a entertainment perspective of the like, sport it just feels like yeah. the sport isn't fun to watch at the moment exactly like there are 19 other dudes just like really trying in these cars that I just don't know what has happened this season like I just feel like everyone's like obviously it's probably the cost cap but it's just an absolute nightmare left right and center like just look at McLaren what is going on it was genuinely this race was just it felt like poor form like I was messaging yeah. you where it's just like who do we vote for driver of the day and I was looking at the standings I was like it doesn't feel like anyone is deserving of this today <laughs> because everyone had like weird like no one a wowed but then in the same breath like no one really did anything exceptional no. like I'm just trying to think like yes Bottas because I'm like that dude held on to his p10 for so long and then that ending was just that battle for 10th was just heartbreaking and then at one point i was like damn hulkenberg is having such a good race and i was like look at him go and then next minute he's like 14th and i'm like what's happening with Haas?" and then it's like alex elbon at one stage i was like dude he's nailing this and then next minute nothing pierre as well i was like what is going on (laughs) this is such and don't even get me started on charles Charles had a terrible, terrible. I'm like, I reckon he was in his head the whole race. For sure. Like, I was like, he just didn't want to crash and therefore he didn't do anything extraordinary. Yeah. That boy just wanted to cross the line. Yeah, he did. Oh, God. Um, I was very excited at the beginning of the race because we did see people further up on the grid than we usually do. Pierre Gasly, yep. we had Kevin yeah. Magnussen up there. Um, oh, and Kevin Carlos taking Sainz. like taking it on. Like he stayed up Literally. there for a while. For a while. And I was like, yes, has. Got it. And then it all just And then it all crumbled. And once again, poor Nick had a terrible race bumped into Lando then it just all seemed to go downhill as well from there too I actually have a note on this that I want to talk to you about the three rookies who were all the bottom three yeah and I want to start by saying that Nick I think this has come up a little bit from people over the last couple of races and you semi touched on it last week with Mm. Baku but I think going into the season, everyone had such high hopes for him. Such they were like, hopes. he is going to be the number one driver for Alpha yeah. Tori. And then he just hasn't been performing. And I just don't yeah. understand why. It's the same with Sargent. Like yeah. the first couple of races, I was like, 
oh, hot damn. Like, he's yeah. doing really well. And now I'm like, yo, dude, you took Latifi's seat and now you're just acting like Latifi. Like, go Tifi, who I loved. <laughs> like, so I'm like, I want him back. I still, I also think Oscar, not having a good season in terms of the car he's in just literally keeps yeah. malfunctioning. However, he is getting praised left, right and centre for how he's handling it all. But he just didn't do very well in Miami. But he also didn't do very well in Miami. So honestly, as a whole, all not doing particularly well. Yeah. When it comes to Nick, you're right. Like even when obviously editing, but in Drive to Survive, when he's like, I'm coming in to this season, he's like, I'm going to be top dog. I'm going to be the driver. And everyone was like, okay, well, watch out Yuki. But Yuki, I feel, has really tried to step up. As oh. you said, he's had more coaching in terms of just like how he's handling his like anger. And at the end of the day, can we please just appreciate that Yuki... English is not his first language. He's coming into this whole new working environment. He's had to learn lingo and all of this different, like, full-on engineering talk in a different language. Like, this is not easy. <laughs> this is not easy. And I'm always, oh, I just, I, I'm just really proud. I get really, I have a soft spot for Yuki because I just feel like he does have so much more to give. I have become a Yuki fan. I take back my prediction of the year. I think he's definitely going to keep his seat now. I really like, hope he's, so. He's really shown himself. And it's just <laughs> an 11th again for Yuki. <laughs> he will do it. He will crack that code. He's nothing if not consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly is pretty good for this season. I'll give him that. But also I find just like Logan, I feel like I literally do not know who this man is. I loved how we got that little bit of a glimpse into his personality when he went to New York did all these sort of like things with Williams but once again I don't really know him I don't really know Nick and no one's really like I'm not trying to like shit on them it's just like really disappointing because they all like everyone has had such high hopes with all of these drivers yeah I think it I think Sergeant is the I just yeah I I didn't even know his hometown was Florida until the other day yeah. You know? <laughs> you got to watch his GQ interview. It's really great. Oh, I do need to um, do that. Oh, and they also – okay, I feel like I'm being really negative. That is really not the point because I love all of them. But, okay, I'm going to stop. Let's move on. <laughs> um, But I – going back to, like, the team's performances and things like that. Yeah. They just released the standings this morning and I'm actually so shocked oh, by where look. certain teams are at the moment. So, of course, we have the four top dogs that we all know of. But then (laughs) McLaren and Alpine are tied at the moment. And then it's Haas underneath them. And it's such a close race with Alfa Romeo. And I'm... I think when I first saw this, I was so surprised that McLaren is currently in that position. Yeah, because I don't know why. I thought that they, like, just didn't have a great season. And then I'm like, right, but Australia was kind of their... I don't want to say they get out of jail free card with the points, but you know, it, because of all of that, they did gain extra points. That is true. That is true. But Alpine, I don't know why, but in my brain, I thought they had scored so much more and Haas as well. I was like, yeah. I really thought you guys were in like fifth at the moment. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, the McLaren thing really has definitely put me off guard. Yeah. Because I, I feel like this captures how I felt over the, the Miami weekend. Like, there were just yeah. so many people who I was like, oh, you're going to be in the points next minute, like 15th, 16th. No. And I was like, what happened there? Like, 
I yeah. really don't know. And do you think part of it is also like Miami such a spectacle? They had like a full on like physical media day because you know how music like it's physically it's draining, it's mentally draining and they do it and then they get into the zone. But Miami yep. definitely felt like they were doing bloody obstacle courses with Miami Dolphins. <sighs> Miami is just. You know, yeah. like maybe that could have also potentially like, I guess that was really on the Thursday. I don't know. But like maybe it is a bit different. Maybe it threw them off a bit. I don't know. I think maybe a lot more pressure. True. Potentially be a reason. But there were just so many moments over the weekend where I was like, what did they do that for? Like Mercedes and how Hamilton got knocked out in Q2 in qualifying. Yeah. And then after the race, he was just like, when you have a good car, you just expect to be in Q3. So they were just caught off guard because they didn't realize how shit their car was like they to me i'm like what like what happened there like and then yeah it's like hulkenberg it's like what what happened there where you just like dropped out of the points like what what happened there nick like why are you not yeah yeah Yeah. it's just it felt like silly kind of summarized miami Five teams, 15 drivers, nine races and speeds up to 240 kilometres per hour. That's the F1 Academy, a female-only league to support female drivers into the world of F1. We will take you through the season, giving news updates, introducing you to the teams and drivers and debriefing on race weekends. So if you love F1 and want to venture into a new and exciting league, press play on In The Race. But speaking of the spectacle of Miami, we're going to talk about the, we, do we call it drama in the lead up to the weekend the slash during the weekend? <laughs> we're going to try and be as apolitical as possible with yeah. this. We're talking about what I think we're talking we, about, aren't we? Yeah, we're talking about the influences. Yeah. So we, well, I, my, I know I have very divided opinions about this yeah but so if you haven't been on that side of tiktok which pretty honestly much what, i hope you haven't been because it has been <laughs> negative what happened was that there were a selection of influencers who were invited to f1 and f1 events that don't know anything about the sport and yeah. a lot of the community was quite upset that f1 content creators i would say probably the majority would be female F1 content creators being overlooked by these brands and not being invited. And those content creators speaking out, suggesting, you know, this is how, for example, Tarte could have handled this a lot better. And then you had other content F1 creators coming out saying, but F1 is a very monetized sport. You know, mm. let's not gape, gatekeep this event. Yeah, of course. Because it, this is the glitz and glamour of these American races. This mm. is what we have to expect now. Yeah, for sure. But then they had... <laughs> what was it? Alfa Romero. Alfa Romero. <laughs> oh, that poor woman. Can I like, just say, whoever, years. whoever is on the Twitter for Alfa Romero <laughs> needs a pay raise. Okay, I need a okay. MVP of the weekend. I desperately, like, if we ever get the opportunity to actually go to the paddock, interview people, meet people, 
I desperately, obviously, I'd love to meet an interview the drivers, the team principals, anyone. Get me those admins. admins. I need to know who these unhinged people are, and I need to be friends with them. I feel like they will be the funniest people in the world. These people, these accounts are unhinged. They're so good, and that was just like the funniest thing. And like Like, eyes emoji was like. <laughs> I just, but imagine inviting that influencer to do a hot lap with you. <laughs> Which, if you didn't know, the person didn't actually know what a hot lap was. She was like, I'm going to go into one of those little F1 cars and get driven around the track. <laughs> and everyone was like, No, honey, you definitely won't be doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, but my gosh. Okay. I, I would love to know your thoughts on this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. From like, from a brand's point of view, I understand what Tart did. They obviously have an event. They want – they had specific influence that they wanted to work with who have a shit ton of followers. I get that. And they probably wanted to do the whole, oh, what's on this weekend that it's on. They've seen that it's F1. Let's do it. If it was the NFL grand final, that would probably also be the thing too. I think it just happened to fall on the F1 thing. It's really difficult because this isn't – a one-time thing with anything. I think it's because there really is such a shift for content creators of F1 to actually be involved with the actual race weekend. And there's a push from the viewers. There's a push now that there's many F1 content creators that are producing really good quality content that if they were given that opportunity to, <laughs> what was it? Alfa Romero. <laughs> if they were given but that spelt access. like Alfa, like from Alfa Tori. <laughs> Which my most iconic tweet of the whole weekend where someone was like, I didn't know that they'd had a collab team. I love it. But like if like if F1 content creators were given the opportunity that they were also given to these tart influence people, they would just lap it up. They would soak it in. They would be creating the content that their viewers and the F1 community want to see. The issue is that these people are going to go there. They go, well, they went there. I don't know. I don't follow any of them, but they probably went there. They were at the poolside. They're taking photos. They're hashtagging. They're putting the location of the Miami Grand Prix, but they're not going to be creating anything that is actually F1 related. It's purely that they're an influencer at this event. I I am thinking of so many memes from the weekend in my head because I feel like at the start of the weekend, everyone was so mad. Like everyone was yeah. just like, how could they? Then Tart CEO came out, gave like, I don't even know Very. if it was an apology slash explanation. Oh, it really gosh. just enraged people more. Oh, it was. And then by oh. the end, people were trolling these influences. Like I saw someone getting ready and she was just like, oh, I've never been to the F1 before. I didn't even know what it was before this weekend. And everyone in the comment section was doing stuff like, oh, my God, you have to support um, Nicholas Latifi. He's the best on the grid. Oh like, someone was just like, oh, you have to support. Um, what was that team that went under? Um Oh, but yeah, like someone Force was just India? like Force, Force India, India. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then someone was just like, "Oh, you got to make sure that you like oh follow God. Force India as your favorite team." And it was like calling out like retri- retired drivers, just being like, "Oh my God, they're the best in the grid at the moment." And then oh like gatekeeping, I don't think is okay because we have been on that side coming into it of where course. it's like oh you're only a drive to survive fan you don't know it and i understand that this could be an incredible opportunity for these brands to exactly reach out sure. and grow the fandom so in a way it's like i'm not mad about that what i am mad at times 
is shit like this where I'm like, girl, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, but actually though, I I understand from a brand's perspective, Tart is like, this is a big thing. F1 is huge. It's getting bigger and bigger and more and more people are watching it. It's just... I don't know how these works. I've never been on one of these influencer trips or paid events, but it just seems like there should be some sort of connection or some sort of way that they're going to incorporate the brand into that. Like if I was a makeup artist and I was invited to an F1 thing, maybe I do looks based on the different teams and their colors. Like how could I incorporate the Tarte's makeup Mm. into f1 like if it was something like that that would make sense to me and if influence was doing that being like oh i've never been to f1 but i'm really excited i'm looking at the different teams when i'm doing these different makeup looks that would be really interesting but it just doesn't seem to be the case with this yeah and i think lydia put it really beautifully is that it's like you have so many talented f1 content creators for example all of those girls who do the get ready with me while they talk about miami yeah for sure like, if Tarte had collabed with those girlies and gone, hey, do you want to do a get ready with us for Tarte on your social and then, you know, come to the Miami Grand Prix with us? Amazing. I would not fucking hesitate to go out and buy all of Tarte's products. Oh, my God. But the <laughs> fact that that CEO, the fact that that CEO came out and was just like, oh, but like, you know, we just want to go and have a good time with as many people as possible. Yeah, but but again, like Lydia was just like, oh, you know, influencers like, like she loves F one, like yeah, she was there, but I reckon she should have been invited by sponsors. Like I think Lydia should have been invited literally to go to the Miami Grand Prix. Like I feel like there are so many girlies in F one that fuse the fashion with the grid, right? And it's moments like that, and it's content creators like that that should be invited to this. Exactly, and I think that's why I'm yeah. a bit I'm I am on the fence because I get it. You want to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. Let's not gatekeep. Let's try and bring people into the sport. But it feels like such a missed opportunity, especially because female content creators are trying so hard and they are so overlooked. Literally. And for a brand to just be to recognize them as content creators, sorry, it, again, just remind me of another stupid video someone posted <laughs> where she's just like, um, you should just call up F1 and just you know let them know that you make content. Oh. <laughs> my god yeah let me just email the fia let them know that we have a podcast out um how often are you guys posting oh my god i was just like oh i was like yeah, sorry we said we'd say know. apolitical but there are certain things that happened on the weekend where we were just gobsmacked oh oh. but at the same time it's just so difficult because it's this you know double-edged sword it's that yeah brands should be reaching out they should be getting the right people to come to these events but at the same time it comes down to the numbers it comes down to how many followers they have and how many people they can influence to buy tart that's it that's what it is and it's so unfortunate but that's just how it's going to work with brands and i feel like potentially it's going to be more likely that teams would have to reach out to those content creators like we've seen before with different event invitations with some of the f1 creators that we've seen i think it could be a while until brands will reach out to those content creators unless they're massive it's just difficult yeah i i i think it'll be very interesting to see what happens after this i'm thinking vegas most specifically yeah that's gonna be interesting how brands are gonna deal with that whether they're not gonna learn or whether something will happen but um gosh do you have any other thoughts on miami before we wrap up well i was just so excited and it was just like real. and i think it also just was difficult 
because in Australia we were up at like five <laughs> and we're all like half asleep. We're like looking forward to that. Like, yeah, let's get pumped up for the day. Let's see an F1 race before like heading to work. And then it was just like, okay, go to sleep. I'll let you know if anything happens. <laughs> you know? So there's this theory and I'm, I'm sure it's like not a theory, but especially in football, if a certain team loses, there will be a decline in the amount of money that city or that township oh, makes yeah and that is how i felt today i was like the fact that ferrari had such a bad race i was just like you know what this is me i'm not making <laughs> there is no happiness in the world today <laughs> i was honestly so sad because we had that hope from well to be fair my predictions didn't even like hold up what before the I? race no yours was so close I think you said Max George and Alonso so you, oh, you just yeah. needed to switch out Checo and George and you would have been sweet whereas but- me be like Lance is gonna be on podium <laughs> you pulled a Geneva you did a hope streams and vibes <laughs> I did it was a wrong choice <laughs> oh gosh but even I've learned yeah. my lesson <laughs> I just always love to put it out there. I'm like, I'm manifesting. (laughs) Oh, actually, something I did really want to touch base on, the WAGs. A a lot of them were there in Miami. And it was so exciting to have them back in the paddock. Carmen looking fantastic. Same with Kika. Heidi was there. Um, It was just... Well, when this goes out, it's going to be WAG Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. So, everyone, watch out out for WAG Wednesday. (laughs) Um, but there have been some really gorgeous photos. Uh, those Lit- people are just stunning. They are stunning. Like hope streams. Hope streams and goals. But I actually really love that in our community that we've seen, like mainly on our TikTok page, is that it's just like the girls appreciating the other girls. And it's just, I yeah. love Wag Wednesday because it's just like, yes, Issa, get it. Yes, Carmen. Like <laughs> these girls are the girls. Love you, Lily. Love you, Lily. <laughs> like it's amazing because these women are just like such professionals themselves i'm I'm such a fan anyway but i think that's it yeah i think that's all we've got time for smashed through it um so thank you so so much for listening if you made it this far um and we will catch you in the next episode where we talk about imola one of my favorite races i'm excited (laughs) 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 but thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you then thanks guys Bye. bye This podcast was brought to you by Cliché Media Group.